This is a Pasco Media production. Please visit pascomedia.com. Hello and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast where we desire to provide a place of connection, rest and encouragement for all of you who are on the journey with Jesus Christ as we are. I am Sister Miriam James and I am joined after a wonderful and delightful weekend at Heather's uh, Women's Retreat. I'm joined by my lovely co-host and partners in crime and fellow Tulip Festival goers, (laughs) (laughs) Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. Ladies, I know we're all just talking about how tired we are. Heather, how are you doing? You hosted the whole thing. You did most of the work. So how are you doing? I am doing so well. I am, yes, very tired, but it's, it's a good tired. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we poured in a lot into the retreat, um, but the beauty and the blessings were so much more than anything that we could give. So I, I feel like it was a wonderful weekend to share, and I feel very grateful about the whole thing. But gosh, I need a nap <laughs> after all that. <laughs> you deserve it. Oh, my gosh. How about you, Michelle? How are you this morning? I am good. I'm trying to find the best position for me to sit still in and try to figure out my microphone so I don't get yelled at by Heather and Jean. She's in the fetal um, position right now. So. I'm in the fetal position right now. Um, I'm good. I'm, t- yeah, I'm tired. So uh, I haven't quite bounced back yet, but um, good to go. I have a big old giant Starbucks right next to me with an extra shot in it. But the yes. people at Starbucks this morning were like, espresso or what? Like extra shot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, extra shot of espresso, my friend. But it's funny with the people at Starbucks this morning, like, um, we've seen you almost every morning this week. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's been. Um, yeah, like I need a little more love uh, with espresso this week. But all good. Uh, How are you, sister? Oh, I'm doing well. I, I had a very quick turnaround. I stayed an extra day with Heather, which it was the, just a delight to my heart to spend time with her and her family and would mm. go for a long walk in the sunshine and was home less than 24 hours and packed my bags again. And now I'm out in Milwaukee uh, helping out at a healing a whole person retreat. So it's been good, but I hear you. I'm like, I woke up this morning going like, where am I? What time zone is it? And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So... Um, um, yeah, Did you was, wash your habit, sister, since I spilt Sprite on it um, oh, when yes. we were together? Listen, okay, people, good. it wasn't just Sprite. It was a whole cup of coffee as well. <laughs> and she was going to go for a third liquid, but I didn't let her. So I just want you to know that it was. It turned into a bad habit. Uh, Heather did wash it for me because she's a good mama. And yeah, so I'm not sitting next to you in the back seat ever again. So, <laughs> so like, we had so I much just, fun together. It was so great. We laughed a lot. I, I was thinking on my flight home just how full my heart was and just thanking God for each of you. And, I, you know, it's because we shared deep communion. We laughed a lot. We cried. We It was just such a gift. And, I mean, I know that mm-hmm. it blessed the women there, but it certainly blessed my own heart. And I didn't know how much I needed that. So I just want to say thank you to the two of you especially, just as a friend and a sister. Mm-hmm. And, and we had a pretty amazing little dance party in my living room uh, after the retreat was done. <laughs> after the retreat was done, we had a whole bunch of people over who were eating pizza and sushi and then had like a awesome little dance party. It was just it was just so fun to be together. It I was. Think. And then finally, Heather, um, 
committed her covenant and fulfilled it to me of taking me to the Tulip Festival. Uh, And so I finally got to see the beautiful flowers after three years. And so the wait was beyond worth it. It was so beautiful. It's similar to that Uh, scripture of like, if you don't, you know, give it to Michelle because you love her, just give it to her because of her (laughs) persistence, you know? (laughs) I was like, I need to make it stop. It's been three years. I need to take it. I was totally widow's might. Like I was, and Heather was the mean judge. And he's like, just give her whatever she wants because she will not stop asking. And Heather was rolling her eyes like, fine, I'm exhausted, but I will take you to the Tulip Festival. And then once we got there, it was it was a really good reminder for me because we were all so tired when we got there. But like beauty just woken oh, up something yes. in my soul. Like it, we just laughed and we carried on and it was we so good. A lot. There yeah. was almost some we accidents in the tulip fields because we were laughing so much. That yes. was great. It was um, great, yeah. It was all good, yeah. So it was, it was anyway. thoroughly enjoyable. So, yeah, so we thought what we would do is just share with our listeners kind of highlights from the retreat and, and how it went and talk about the theme. And the theme of the retreat was royal, and uh, that came from Isaiah 62. And I'm going to read you the, this, the scripture passages that we used as a kind of a guidepost for our weekend. So Isaiah 62, uh, verse 1 to 5, and he says, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake I will not rest, until her vindication goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a burning torch. The nations shall see your vindication and all the kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no more be termed forsaken, and your land shall no more be termed desolate. But you shall be called, My delight is in her, and your land married." For the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a virgin, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. Um, Michelle, you want to talk a bit about your experience of the weekend and just how you saw that theme play out in your own talk about invitation. Friday night really opened a lot of hearts to enter into more deeply to this theme of, of living as the truth of who we are. Yeah, so it was different this time because usually I'm the last speaker. And so this year I was the first speaker for this event. And it was the whole idea of invitation, like um, a royal invitation that God is sending us each a personal invitation um, to more, that he has more for us, but that we have a seat at the table that he's prepared for us. He has gone before us, prepared for us like a royal banquet. And this banquet is full of abundance and there's not scarcity And this banquet is a place where you have a seat, where it's not exclusive. And just what does it mean, you know, just to start to bring, what does it mean to be kingdom people? You know, it says the kingdom of God is at hand. And I think a lot of times we um, associate ourselves as church people or Christian people. But what does it mean to actually be a member of the kingdom of God? And how do we live that out in our life? And the invitation that God is always there. And I just used the story about my husband and my oldest daughter um, from Haiti about there was a time a couple of years ago that she was going through just a really hard season and she was trying to push us away. And Chris was talking to her and he was upstairs talking to her in a room and she just wanted to push away. And he just sat on the floor patiently until she was ready to talk and ready to come closer um, and ready just to be, you know, communicate with us and he just sat on the floor for hours and just continued to tell her like I love you I'm here I'm not going to leave you 
and just repeated that. And she's like, just leave, just go away. Like, I don't want to talk to you. No, I love you. I'm here. I'm not going to leave. And she, you know, it was exhausting a lot of measures to try to push him away. But it was something just, it was beautiful to watch when it was going on, but it was beautiful to see what happens when a father pursues um, his daughters and that we have Mm -hmm. a kingdom God that extends this invitation. And this invitation is not a one-time invitation, it's a continuing invitation of his pursuing love and that he won't leave, that he is coming towards us. And what does it mean to approach the throne of God boldly? And I think, but we want to approach the God boldly, like he's up on this pedestal, but actually we have a God that comes down into the fields. Mm -hmm. So it is like a meeting of the two. Um, We need to come to him boldly, but he is already coming to us and pursuing us first. And it is just a response to his pursuit, this invitation. Um, Yeah, so that was Friday night. And then, of course, I did a scene... uh, from Pride and Prejudice with Mr. Darcy. Of like him. If there's any excuse to do a scene from Pride and Prejudice, we must like, take can it. We, can we talk about Mr. Darcy? Or like, again, for the love of people. Can we, t- we, t- can we talk about Mr. Darcy? But him coming through the dawn, you know, at the dusk, and that's like the uh, God pursuing us, like Mr. Darcy coming after us, is the visual mm. image of God pursuing us. And, um, of course, as soon as she played that beautiful melody from Pride and Prejudice, all the women in the room were like, oh, you know. And so, <laughs> there's an exhale for sure. Yeah. So yeah, that was invitation, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Heather, your, go ahead, Heather, your thoughts. Oh yeah. I mean, the whole theme of the weekend being Royal uh, was really important to all of us. And I think it's something that we've been personally journeying through as a deeper understanding of who we are um, in our identity as beloved daughters of a King. And Jesus is the King. He's the King of Kings. And because we've been adopted into his family, we are royalty. And, most often we don't live that way. We don't think that way. Um, we live like orphans. We live like, you know, the beggar on the street. And I think to have a whole weekend to sit and ponder this deep truth, it was an incredible gift. And it was powerful. You know, like there was a lot of very impactful moments and and also a lot of opportunities to just encounter God in a variety of ways. And that's why I love retreats. I love moments where it, when we do make the sacrifice to set time aside, God does not disappoint. <laughs> God does not take that that lightly, you know, that we set aside time for Him. And um, we're not always in a season where we can do that, but we could even do that in our home, you know, even in our in the quiet of our of our room, or maybe it's in the morning or whatever. But it's like these little retreat moments to sit and ponder the truth of God. And this was a beautiful weekend to do that. And Sister Miriam, your talk on Saturday morning about identity was, it was so powerful. Would you mind just kind of briefly telling everybody the themes that you talked about? Sure. Yeah. It was neat because this year we switched around the order of our talks and I often give talks on Saturday night and to prepare people for adoration. But this talk was on Saturday morning, which has a different feel to it. And it's something identity, you know, the the quality of sameness of who we are, who a person is, has been resounding so deeply lately. And it's been very interesting. People have been asking me to speak about identity. And it's just something that I've struggled with my entire life of an orphan identity versus chosen versus love versus royal. And Um, I really wanted to speak a bit about, you know, kind of why we do what we do and the call to intimacy and home. But the objective reality of who we are is marked indelibly as God's daughters. In our baptism, we're marked forever. And that's a claiming of in grace that God makes of us. And as Catholics, we believe that that really places an indelible and unchangeable, a, a mark that will last forever on our soul 
forever claiming us as God's daughters, and there's nothing that anybody can do or nothing that we can do that will ever erase that mark. So I was thinking to myself, you know, if that's true, then many times we have a subjective experiences that come into our life that speak a different narrative. And many times they come in the form of our sorrowful mysteries where, you know, things happen to us and we say, well, you know, or the enemy whispers to us, you know, if, if God really loves you, then why did he let this happen to you? And I think it's those day-to-day, that this mm-hmm. day-to-day journey that we all make where we can believe one of two narratives. Either we can turn back toward the objective truth that this is who I am, claimed by God, or I can live in a different narrative. And we also talked about home, intimacy being home. That's where I belong. That's where I find home. And so I really loved the table discussion after the talk when we spoke about that of, you know, what is home for you and what makes it home? Mm-hmm. And there was such a sacred, I, I felt like such a sacred time, especially in that sharing when people talked very vulnerably about where they find home and pretty much everybody agreed it's Michelle Benzinger's house. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But, um, but we all need that place of home, a place where we belong. And like Michelle was saying, we all have a seat at the table and to be able to make that space for others as well, but also allow ourselves a space, you know, in, in our own hearts and in the heart of God and other people as well. So it takes a lot of vulnerability, right, to be able to be seen mm-hmm. and to be loved and to be known, but it's well worth the journey. And that's a journey of becoming authentically fully human in the deepest identity of who we are. Mm-hmm. And sister, you were just saying that, you know, the, that journey for you of growing in your identity as chosen and beloved and royal has been, you know, an ongoing journey. And what are some of the practical ways that you've been growing in that area? Like, what are some of the things that you actually do? Because I think these are concepts that people are like, well, it's a nice idea, but I don't know how to integrate that into my thinking or into the way I live to actually change some of these things. Obviously, it's grace. It's not just what we do, but but we participate. So I'm just wondering if you have any just little things that have been working for you um, in your journey. Hold it. Just a quick aside. Sister loves the word indelibly marked. I think I, <laughs> I do. Like she loves it. She says it all the time. I think I'm going to make an abiding together coffee mug that says I am indelibly marked, and yeah. that will be your <laughs> coffee mug, that, please. I totally will do that for you. You know, I do. And, I I love it. Well, and I love it especially. I love it in this term, but I love it especially when I get to talk to priests because they have a third indelible mark that marks them in configuration to Christ. I'm like, just the reality of that is just it blows my mind. So yes, if you hear me say the word indelible a lot, I'm very sorry. <laughs> There's nothing to apologize. I just want to point out that it's one of your favorite things that you love that word. And so, oh, I love the reality of it. Uh, I think it's I think it's big things and small things. I think for a long time I couldn't even enter into the true narrative because I had such you know such trauma and I was dealing with such trauma all the time that was screaming. That narrative was so loud, I couldn't hear any other narrative. And I think it was really allowing Christ into those areas of deep, deep trauma to speak the truth into my life that has really changed the trajectory of my life interior interiorly and exteriorly and it also goes from that like an overarching theme of like lots of counseling lots of the sacraments mm-hmm. and things like that till still obviously I still do counseling and I still obviously receive the sacraments and things like that but it's the day-to-day choice when I find myself in the midst of a day where I find myself either feeling sorry for myself or I find myself being jealous or frustrated or something where I find some you know um, areas where I'm not in consolation kind of having a conversation with Jesus saying what's happening here okay so mm-hmm. the truth is no matter what somebody says to me or what they don't say to me the truth is is that I'm a daughter of God and this is who I am and he loves me and it's his love that makes me lovable and that's just not practicing like oh this is good self-esteem I mean that's the truth and so many times I will say that out loud I will say it Mm -hmm. out loud that you're okay 
-hmm. You're loved, and God, he sees you, he knows you, he loves you, he understands your deepest motives, your deepest heart more than you could ever understand yourself. And so understanding like the tendencies within myself, and also it's the day-to-day process of, 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 of looking within and being very attentive to what's winning, what narrative is winning in my day-to-day life. And, and that can be hard at times. It's easier to kind of mm-hmm. check out or just to kind of numb out. Or I was listening to a great podcast on the way here about all the ways we kind of run away from those realities of our life and say, instead of saying like, wow, what are my emotions trying to tell me? Or what's my body trying to tell me? Because it's always mm-hmm. speaking. And so, you know, Father Tim Gallagher, Father Timothy Gallagher, who wrote the book on discernment of spirits, he was, I was at a retreat he was giving one time and he was talking about how, you know, we get distracted in prayer and he's so gentle and he said, you know, when you find yourself distracted and I could say this in anything in life, whether you find yourself going along the wrong narrative, the wrong, the narrative of darkness or destruction, he said, you just gently bring your attention back to the truth. He said, mm-hmm. you don't berate yourself. You don't freak out. You don't, he said, you just gently, just, you're aware of it. Okay, we'll just come, let's bring it back to the truth. And I can't tell you how many times. I think of that reality of like, oh, wow, I'm getting distracted or, oh, I'm getting really upset over this and what's going on. Okay, let's just bring, gently bring it back to the truth. Repent if I need to, confess the truth and and move on in in the truth of who I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's powerful. And it's different, you know, than just giving yourself a little pep talk. Like when we're talking about truth being proclaimed and declared over our life, the impact is is very different and the fruit is very different. I know for me, it's very similar. You know, uh, the parts that are still vulnerable and little in me need to hear a voice of truth. And sometimes when I can't find those words, that's why I often put on worship music, because it's just filled with truth. I let somebody else basically sing it over me, sing it over those broken parts. And and I have found that to be a real catalyst for God's healing to come into my life. And this is something I practice with my children also. You know, just the words that you were saying to yourself, I'm like, those are the same words that I say to my kids, because they need to hear that. And sometimes when we haven't heard those words at the different stages of our growing up, you know, um, we we still need to hear them. We need to hear them in those places. So that's beautiful. I love that. Well, speaking of that, Heather, I mean, your talk, we heard it last week on the podcast, and I've gotten so many wonderful, just so much feedback on your talk. And you talked about intimacy. So could you please share with us a bit about that talk and, and what struck you about that? It was outstanding. If you haven't heard it, listen to last week's podcast, and you're going to hear her talk in full. But Heather, you want to share with us a bit about that? Sure. Thank you, sister. Um, also, I wanted to say as well, uh, Michelle live streamed your talk, sister, videotaped it. So and she posted it in the Abiding Together um, private Facebook group for the Life of the Beloved. So it's in there. If you're not a part of that group, feel free to go on Facebook. We've kept the group alive and we'll continue to post in there uh, various things. It's just become such a wonderful discussion group. So feel free to join and you can listen, watch sisters talk from Saturday morning, which was just stunning. So <clears throat> yeah, on Saturday night, because I gave the talk last week, I'm not going to get into it again too much. But for those of you who didn't hear it, basically, I was talking about intimacy and where God led me. And it was thinking about what are the real stumbling blocks to intimacy? Because if we don't understand what they are, or where they come from, it's very hard to move forward in our spiritual life. And so I just broke open uh, the two main analogies that God uses as far as intimate relationships that he desires with us, which is the parent-child and the spousal relationship. And I talked about how in those two relationships, there's different ways that we bond and attach to one another, and how that directly relates to our relationship with God. So, you know, for example, the proximity and safety um, 
uh, affection, um, all of those things. So things that we need to be coming to God and maybe reasons why we haven't been able to receive that from him. And um, yeah, it was just a beautiful, I think these are things that I'm reminded of over and over again. Sometimes we can fall into the pattern of believing this is just how it is in my life. You know, these wounds that I have, these patterns of thinking or my relationship with God, this is just how it's always going to be and it can't change. Um, where really the truth is that God wants to draw us close to him. That's the whole goal of the Christian life is to be in deep, intimate union with him. And so he is pursuing us even now. It's not like Jesus died on the cross and then the rest is up to us. (laughs) He is is directly pursuing us at every moment of every day um, and trying to heal, restore, so that he can be in a deeper relationship with us. So... Yeah, and then Sunday morning, Mary Bielski, my goodness, she just brought the fire. Yeah, (laughs) she she hit it out of the park. So good. She did. She talked about our inheritance, and um, yeah, that was beautiful. I don't know if either of you want to comment on that, on what Mary said. Michelle, do you want to to comment on it, Michelle? (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking through my notes from, because I was taking notes during everyone's talks. And, um, like, she just came out like a firecracker. And Mary is hysterical. Um, I mean, she really makes me laugh so hard. But, you know, she just started out as that we live in love from victory. Let's start from that position. That I think most of us approach it like we come from a defeated mindset, but we live from victory. And she said, we begin with enough. Like, we begin with enough. And it's just interesting. She said, we all have an inheritance and a royal inheritance, but very few of us access that inheritance. It's almost like we have this ATM card and he's given us the code, but we don't put the card in and punch the code. And, um, you know, and she's just powerful. Like, and, you know, it tells us the scripture, the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is within you. And so the whole message of the gospel is heaven um, is in us and we need to let it out. And um, she was just awesome. You know, um, just everything that she broke open and she was so fun and she just had a lot of energy and um, it was a perfect ending, I think, to the events um, to do it. And I think it was very powerful, like just going back even before Mary's talks, like the breakout sessions were really good. Mary and sister did a breakout session on prayer and healing. And I've heard just a lot of positive things about that. Um, I did one on uh, the art of family. And it was a really powerful session, that breakout session. And it went in a different direction than my outline had, uh, which was good. But especially a lot of these young moms um, just really praying, like they know that they have a gifting and calling and they know they're called to motherhood and they feel the tension in that. And just really breaking that our vocation and calling are not at war with each other. Mm-hmm. And I said that simple line and there were just tears everywhere in the room. And I was like, okay, what's going on? And these, a lot of these women, especially the younger moms, are tired. They're exhausted, you know. And they have these stirrings in their hearts, and they love their children. They have these callings. And I know we talk about this a lot on this podcast, but seasons. And so we just really broke up, you know, the season that you're in, because um, like when you're in those hidden seasons, it's hard. But this is where the roots go deep, and this is where the beauty happens. You know, and this is where, and you just want to see the blooming season where you can see all the fruits, but you don't want that fruit before it's time or it will Mm -hmm. not taste good. It will not, it will taste bland and yucky. And the seasons where you're in the hidden seasons where he's cultivating your gifts and, you know, like if you have a call to be an artist, watercolor with your kids, all of that, because the greatest masterpiece and creation you will ever do 
flows out of your vocation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, John Paul II says our art and our life are the greatest masterpieces. And I think we want to do worldly things, which some are good, some are not. Um, but we want to see tangible things, you know, tangible um, works from our hands. And the Lord is telling us just till the soil, you know, and these seasons will come. So it was a beautiful breakout session. It was beautiful just to see the different women's hearts. Um, and it was just powerful to see all the different, I mean, everyone is so stinking different. All the women are so different. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And everyone's in a different place in a different season. And that's just a fun it's always fun for me to watch that. Yeah, so. and that was a great part of the weekend. I mean, there was 300 women there. It sold out in a, in a week. <laughs> and wow. there was women from 19 to 80 there and everything in between. And that was amazing. And I think it was very fruitful. A lot of women commented on that, that it was so life-giving to be around women of all different stages and ages and to talk yes. with one another. Um, that was beautiful. It was so beautiful. It was, and I, I think we commented several times on it was so neat to see the women of varying ages, and so many women with babies were there, which was wonderful, and so many pregnant women, too. It just was just delightful, and I know that, you know, Father Tim Hepburn also gave a talk, uh, a workshop on the Holy Spirit, and Annie gave a workshop on the art and story, or the, on, on the art of story and the power of story, and so, yeah, I just, I feel like it just was really provided a place that anybody who really had a stirring in their heart could find uh, an answer to that, you know, to answer to the question, a place to go. And, and so, you know, I think, yeah, it was just wonderfully, the spirit was just wonderful. And I think we were all very blessed and edified by it just personally, you know? Yeah. And it was super cool to meet a whole bunch of you ladies who listened to this podcast and you were there, uh, you know, many of you came in little groups that you're meeting together, listening to the podcast together, journeying together. And that just warmed my heart. Like that was so awesome to see your faces and your excitement and to spend some time with you in person. That was a real treasure to me. And so just a little shout out to all the groups that were there and people that came in from Spokane and um, St. Mary's Vancouver and other areas. That was, it was awesome. Really good to meet you. And I have to say one of my favorite moments of the weekend was this young mom was at the back of the events place, the event hall, and she was just bouncing this like six month old. And you could tell she was happy, but she was tired. And it was Saturday night and Heather was about to talk. So I just asked her, I looked at her, I said, will he come to me? And she was like, yes. And she was handing up to me. <laughs> and this little man was the cutest, happiest natured thing. And so I held him and I was walking in the back hallway because there was TV so I could listen to Heather's talk. And then he finally fell asleep on me during adoration. And I mean, I was loving it because I don't get to hold littles anymore. And so it was awesome. And he was so stinking cute. But it was also awesome to see that mom just have her hands free for an hour and a half, you know, where she could just enter in. And I just remember that season because I had so many that were so little all stair-stepped in there. And it was just fun to watch. And just, I mean, I think that's the beauty of women. You just Mm -hmm. come together and we know, Mm -hmm. um, especially when it's in a safe place like here. Let me help you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it was good for so. your heart, too. It was good for her, oh, but it was I good for you. It. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I could have held him all day long. I hated giving him back. I had to give him back to make announcements. And so, but I was like, <laughs> can I hold him a little bit longer? So he was precious. And I think one other thing that was, and I love that, and one other thing that was really beautiful was just how beautiful the space was. Mm -hmm. So Heather, you had a team of women who just did such a lovely job of making the space beautiful. Everything from the snack tables to the auditorium itself to the designs that Annie did to, and so it was really that 
I, I just, you could see the feminine heart, like the best of the feminine heart throughout the entire retreat. And I think that's just, it was such a blessing really to all of us to receive that. Yeah, it was gorgeous. It was amazing. And that's that's one of my favorite things about an event like that, which really is just like something that we can mirror in life is bringing together people's gifts and seeing one another thrive in our giftings and be able to offer that gift for the benefit of other people. I mean, I felt like this is part of the kingdom. That's what we're we're seeing right now is glimpses of the kingdom. And it was a huge treasure. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies, we are, gosh, already at the end of our time this week. Do you do you want to talk about a one thing? Heather, do you have a one thing for us this week? Can you even still think of it? I'm like, in my mind, like, am I awake? What day is it? <laughs> I know, my brain is so fried. No, I will say, though, that a couple of weeks ago, Hillsong came out with a new album. And so last week I was listening to that. And uh, there was, I mean, there's several songs on there. But the two that really jumped out to me that have been on repeat in my car are a song called New Wine which is beautiful. And then another one called touch of heaven. And so I'll post both of those on our website for you to check out. But those have really been speaking to my heart these days. How about you, Michelle? What's your one thing? Oh, I don't have one. I have two. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I like how I love those. Um, One, the Catholic women, which I'm a really big fan of them. They just put out a video yesterday um, called uh, the embracing the unknown. And it was the uh, editor or creative director from Verily Magazine and how she felt like she needed to come back after she had kids and take a season off and just embracing the unknown, you know, of motherhood and calling. It was, and it resembled a lot of the breakout session that our vocation and our calling are not at war with each other, but they flow out of, you know, our calling flows out of our vocation. And the Catholic women just, just such a beautiful video and letter of capturing that sentiment. And so I just want to give big kudos to them. And then Stephanie Gretzer just finally, I like her album, but I love when she sings live. So I was so excited when they started releasing, Bethel Music started releasing some for live stuff and her song, Oxygen. I love it. And so um, the live version, and I love that it's just her and Amanda Cook and Amanda Cook's just playing the piano next to her and she's just singing her little heart out, which she does so well, Um, you know, but so those are my two things. What about you, sister? Well, I still am looking at all the um, multitudinous pictures I took of us at the Tulip Festival and still laughing about it. So I'm just going to go simple here. It, with the Tulip Festival is my one thing for the week. And <laughs> Heather, did you hear that? Okay, good. All right. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was so beautiful and so much fun. So yeah, it just filled my heart full. And I, you know, I love, I love the springtime in the Northwest, the Pacific Northwest, and it was just absolutely gorgeous. So the tulips. Oh yeah, sister, thing. you and I were just in our glory. Like the weather was warmer, <laughs> we and Michelle was like, "It is." cold here this is like a fall day and we were like what this is the best <laughs> this is, smells like spring y'all it so does not smell like still. spring but it <laughs> it was good i have to tell you sister and i were on central time and we went out there and so i woke up like the second morning we were there and i was so tired i was up at 5 a.m so i texted her i'm like and of course sister had a coffee maker in her room like, do you have coffee <laughs> i gotta and take did, care of sister you know she needs her own personal supply yeah, <laughs> yeah throw michelle to the wolves but make sure sister has a coffee maker <laughs> but so um a little bit later i smell something and sister had put a fresh cup of coffee right at my little room door just so i would Aww. have coffee and then I went and woke her up. I'm like, are you awake? And of course, she wakes up the crack of dawn, too. So we went through a beautiful walk through the mountains up there. And it was just stunning. Um, yeah. 
yeah, it was so, so beautiful. So um, It might that, rain yeah, a lot here, but British Columbia is It is beautiful. So beautiful. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and your mountains are majestic. I will give you that. They are beautiful. It's just yeah. freaking cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they are indeed majestic and royal, that's for sure. So, Well, dear friends, thank you for joining us this week. I hope you enjoyed just a little recap of the retreat. And actually, next week, I think we're going to air Mary Bielski's talk. So you're going to look forward, I mean, look forward to that. You're going to love it. It's an outstanding talk on inheritance. And I think it'll speak to your heart and get you fired up and have you standing up and claiming your identity as royal. So if you enjoyed this episode of our podcast, would you please share it with a friend? You can find us on iTunes. Please leave us a rating. You can find us on our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com. And you can click on any of the icons there and find discussion questions and um, anything else you might want to know or one thing, everything you want to know about our podcast website. So don't forget that you are royal, you are loved, you are chosen, and you matter. Thank you for joining us. Until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.